FinOps. Why now? Why Kindrel? Hi, everybody. My name is John Kuntz, and welcome to another edition of the Cloud Collective Podcast. Today, we will be talking to a key executive with extensive FinOps experience, Anthony Desari, Vice President of Modern Operations and Public Cloud Service Offerings. Welcome to the show. Thank you, John. How's it going today? It's going great. We're recording this at the end of the day, right before the holidays. Things are starting to wind down. It's a great time of the year. And so I'm looking forward to a few days off after we finish this recording. So how about you? Oh, it is the best time of the year. Everybody's jolly, merry, trying to rebond with family and friends, right? And, and, and as we give presents, the people that manage the finance in the family, they're looking at their bills. <laughs> it's a great time to actually have this conversation from a FinOps perspective. Pretty funny. Yeah, it's when pretty it apropos. Comes, We're going to yeah. be talking about FinOps. Anyway, exactly. hey, before we get <laughs> yeah. started, I, I, I usually let all the, uh, each of you uh, share a little bit of background with our listeners. So Anthony, uh, why don't you get us started, please? Yeah, absolutely. John, I've been in this industry for almost uh, 25 plus years. So I just dated myself. I'm excited about FinOps at this point in time, because in my whole 25 plus years of industry experience, I've been in product management for almost 14, 15 years and offering management and product management, pretty similar. These years, market timing is always very difficult. Either you're actually too early to the market, a little bit late in the market, but for FinOps, I believe we're in a Goldilocks moment. Why? Because customer pain and priority is really matching very well with our capabilities. Highly encourage people listening to this podcast to go check out FinOps and FinOps.org, right? And what this whole topic is about, and we'll talk a little bit more of why now, but that's why I'm really excited to talk about this topic and leverage this, not only from a Kindrel perspective on our capabilities, but to really serve our customers with one of their top pain that has become a priority as they adapt. Let's dive into that a little bit more. Let's peel that back. So. Let's go talk a little bit. Why now? Why you said it's the Goldilocks moment and you're right. There's a lot of buzz in the industry around cost management, governance and, and, and FinOps and FinOps.org is growing. And we will talk a little bit more about how it's growing within our practices and the number of FinOps certified practitioners we have. But if I was a customer or a client, why now? Why should I pay attention? Absolutely. So the whole promise of cloud, right, was about providing not just innovation, but also cost reduction, cost optimization, and really allow, allow 
ROIs it, that it aligns to innovation, right? And from that journey perspective, uh, if you look at how the cost methodologies that was used when you had traditional on-prem IT infrastructure, it was pretty straightforward and it's pretty mature in terms of cost allocation. You bought capital, you allocated capital appropriately and all that stuff. And there's some transparency in the processes and everybody knew how to account for it. Now, when it comes to cloud, cloud is all consumption based. And there's a base assumption that when you deploy an application on cloud, it is materialistically to exploit the architecture, cloud native architectures of cloud. And if you look at the metering and the pricing that has been established in cloud, it's based on consumption based aligned to the cloud native architectures. So when most of our customers, when they adopted cloud, they just, most of them did a lift and shift. And when they did a lift and shift, what happened is the metering and the billing was fine-tuned for cloud-native architectures, but the workloads that were running on them was aligned to client server So the core drivers for the pricing were misaligned with the architecture of the applications that were running on them. So what happened is the bills that our customers have gotten as they adopted cloud without adapting a lot of the cloud native architecture, the bills were out of their budget, the bills that they got, right? That's number one. And then what happened is they started investigating. Where did I go wrong? Where did we go wrong? Started investigating what they found out was that the billing data that were they getting was huge, humongous. For example, even a hundred dollar bill on the average is anywhere between 10 to 15 pages based on what services you're using. And most of our customers that we serve, you, they're spending about a million dollars. It's like hundreds, if not thousands of pages of billing data that you're getting every month. And then how do you ingest that? How do you then analyze that data, billing data to allocate it to, from a cost perspective and also from a showback perspective. So that became a big challenge. And as they adopt more cloud, as they more, move more apps, this has become a really critical pain point that they have to solve. So that's why it's becoming a Goldilocks moment for, uh, for the market and for us. I have a similar experience, actually. We were working with a client about five years ago, and same situation as you just described, their cloud billing was inches thick every month, and it took a person anywhere from 45 to 60 days 
just to sort through the billing and determine A, if it was legitimate, and then B, who the heck was supposed to be paying for it? And third, were they authorized to pay for it? It took them almost two months every month to figure out where the budget went, what PO they should be against, how do they pay for it? We're able to basically get them to bring that process down to two. And it made everybody happy. It made the IT people happy. It made the finance people happy. It made the end users happy. And it made the service provider happy because they got paid faster because the client wasn't going to pay their bills until they knew whether A, they were legit and B, what cost center, for lack of a better word, that, that, that budget should come out of. So that's, that's right. I, I concur. I think we're in a really good time right now. FinOps is hot. There's a lot of talk about it. If you go to FinOps.org, you'll see lots and lots of not only software providers, but service providers, consultants, all kinds. So I guess to follow up on the why now, why Kindrel? Oh, great question. From a Kindrel perspective, we are a premier partner and a board member of Synops.org. Let me give you a little bit of a context from a Synops.org perspective. Synops.org is part of the Linux Foundation open source community. So there's about 5,000 companies that have members. In that, there are only 21 certified service providers for Synops. We are one of those 21 elite service providers that have that certification. We have about 280 plus certified FinOps professionals that can immediately have a huge impact and give transparency to our clients from their billing data perspective and show them immediately how to save. We have a campaign right now that all our customers can actually avail. It's called the 250 for 25K. What it means is we're going to identify $250,000 of savings for our clients for a 25K engagement. So they can immediately get insights and save that money. Number three, it's a very unique value position that we bring. Our engineering team has, we own about 13 patents on FinOps around tagging, around optimization from a cost optimization perspective that are based on AI ML model. And there's five more patents that are pending. So combining this with the best practices and the framework that Synapse.org has established. We are uniquely differentiated in the market to provide the value and the, the value for our clients from a FinOps bit. Excellent. I agree. I think the way Kindrel goes to market is very much in line with the FinOps.org uh, process of crawl, walk, and run. And I think what you Absolutely. just described 
was something that would help our clients demonstrate the value, learn how it works and things like that. And we'll come back to that at the end of the show. I want to dive into that a little bit more, but I want to switch gears for one second with you. First of all, congratulations are in order because I hear of all those 200 plus certified practitioners. I hear you are one of them. Thank you. In our prep, we talked a little bit about this, but I'm curious about the experience because it's one thing to go through and get certified. The other thing is, what did you take away? Any pearls of wisdoms that going through that process that you could share with our listeners? Absolutely. I think it's that FinApps.org certification was so valuable for me personally to understand the framework of how FinApps is set up. And at the base level, we need to have a common vocabulary. So we didn't talk much about this, but if you have to successfully have a FinOps within a client organization, the secret to success is collaboration between a cross-functional squad that consists of procurement, consists of engineering, developers, finance, and uh, and then you bring this squad together to really deliver the business impact that's required from a financial operations perspective while managing your workloads across your hybrid cloud platform, you need a common vocabulary and a common framework and a common set of best practices. Really, the collaboration is happening across these cross-functional platforms because cross-functional teams, because every team brings their own language based on their own education and their own silo, right? So it is the, the minimum value add that pinups.org certification provides is making sure all of them talk the same vocabulary. They understand the same framework. They understand how to go about doing and establishing this. So it's not just about the tooling. It is about the processes, the people, which have to be a cross-functional, and the culture, which is very The cultural aspects of FinOps is very important. And when you take this certification, it walks you through that framework on how to set up your teams, how to set up that discipline how to bring on sponsors, how to establish that collaboration, right? So it is very insightful. And it also gives you a listeners that you may face while establishing this obstacle discipline and teams within the organization. So it, it, was, it was very valuable to me and level of the framework just to give you guys a teaser, is it consists of three phases of the FinOps framework. One is the most basic is that has immediate value is inform. You just ingest the data and inform where all the spend is from a cost perspective. Then 
you can optimize where you're spending by understanding all the different discounts, pricing that's there and how to optimize using the discounts that you have and the different pricing that uh, the, each of the services has and then apply it to the workloads and the workload signals and then operate that using the FinOps teams and squads as you go across. And then you don't have to do this in one bang. You can be in the crawl phase across all these phases. And then that would be one iteration. And then you can be in the walk phase and go through all that iteration. And then you can take one, one bite size to go through all these inform, optimize, and operate phase in the crawl, walk, run fashion. Net, net, it was a differentiator for me to be certified. It gives me the content to talk about it, to help our customers recognize where all the gaps are, give the transparency, establish credibility. Wow. Sounds like a tremendous experience and sounds like it's highly recommended to anybody that can have the opportunity to get to go through the process. And you also alluded to so much of this is not about the technology. That's probably the easiest part of this. You mentioned it's the culture. What did you recommend if somebody wanted to just get started with the very first crawl initiative? Yeah, I think the first thing is to just go to FinOps.org and start educating yourself. There's many courses that you can take. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of intellectual capital in terms of articles that Kendra has actually shared with the community there. And we just launched Synapse in a Box. We'll, at the end of this podcast, we'll share all the links for that initiative. And once you've done that, we do have enablement on all the Kindrel capabilities that we have from assessment services, door openers. I mentioned one in this podcast, which is 250K for 25K. I didn't hold that savings of 250K. And then moving that forward with a consult engagement where we can establish the teams for our clients, establish the culture, establish the tooling, the processes, and we can go about doing that. But net net start with synapse.org, avail in a box that we have, and then propose the FinOps assessment services. And then we'll see where we we'll go from there. We will put all those links into the show notes as long as well as uh, yours. LinkedIn connection. We're finding LinkedIn is a, a good place to start a conversation. So I want to just right. wrap it up and say thank you for a great interview. You answered my last question, which is where do we go to we'll point people to the finops.org, the finops in the box, and a couple of other things we mentioned. So right. that's really all I had. I wanted to thank you for joining us and have a great day. Thanks, Anthony. Thank you, John. You too.